This is the Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. We're going to do a study in um, 1 Kings chapter number 17. And um, like I said earlier, I've said it at least three or four times. Late last year, as we were praying and asking God for wisdom about 2024, the Holy Spirit was impressing on our hearts how important this year is and how it's going to be a year of supernatural faith, a year that we will be required as a church to walk in supernatural faith. I kind of mentioned that on the 31st, but didn't go in depth or in detail, Uh, The other day, somebody asked me what I'm most excited about uh, over the 21 days of fasting and prayer, and they were like, is it losing weight? And I'm like, "Uh, that'd be a good bonus. Uh, I told somebody I have some faith clothes that we have, uh, I have stored away in my closet that I only use once a year, and uh, it's in February, the month of February. (laughs) Those are the largest. My XLs go, I I use them more often, and then my larges, I use uh, the rest, like like the, the, the whole month of February till I gain all the weight back on. Hopefully, I can keep that off. No, I'm not, that's not what I'm excited about. Uh, I'm really excited about hunger. I'm really excited about hunger. Um, when, when people are hungry, I see their senses come alive. I see that they, they, you know, they have this newfound um, you know, thirst. They have this, uh, their, you know, their eyes open, their ears open. They are wanting to hear from God. They are wanting to listen. They are wanting to do things. Uh, when people are hungry in the natural realm, People get restless, Uh, and if you're like me, I start pacing or I get hangry, Um, you know, uh, and and, and man, I I feel like when 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 we get hungry for God, God has more space to work, because in hunger, appetites are filled. In hunger, people are filled. In the midst of hunger, God has more space to work and more things to do. And God is looking at some of us and saying, if you're hungry, I'll feed you. I'll fill you up. And I want us to have that encouragement going into this fasting and prayer. You know, when Jesus was led into the wilderness, he was in the state of natural hunger. We'll talk about that in just a second, but uh, the devil tempts him and, and says, man, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And I could only imagine that Jesus was like pausing and, and, and looking at Satan and saying, man, do you think like my physical hunger supersedes my spiritual hunger? Like, do you know like who you're messing with? Like, it's crazy when uh, the enemy can lead your mind into mirages where stones can seem invincible. Where he can make it seem like you are invincible. Where he can make the wilderness look like heaven where he can make the tree of evil look like the tree of good. He has that ability, he's manipulative. And because of that, the Holy Spirit reminds us that we have to be vigilant. We have to be on guard. We have to have this hunger for God day in and day out. And Jesus looks at Satan and says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Like the the word of God has the potential Like, the the word is life to me. I know the word of God gives me life as a person. Every time I read it, every time I teach it on a Sunday morning, it it just breathes new life. And God's word has the potential to release, release faith for the supernatural. The Bible says that faith comes through hearing, hearing the word of God. And today I pray that as we allow the word of God to seep into our hearts, as we understand the importance of obedience to the word of God, we will also set ourselves up to walk in faith. And sometimes this faith is supernatural faith. And I'm praying today that we don't allow the distractions to lose our focus over the next 21 days. There's going to be a lot of distractions. And, and I want to tell you this, that if we're sensitive and if we can listen and if we can be able to open our ears, one word can radically transform your life. 
And I want to tell you this. I want to remind you this. Over the next 21 days, it might not be all the 21 days. It might be the first day. It might be the 10th day. It might be the 13th or the 21st. But one day and one word spoken or one prayer said or one breakthrough that happens, one thing that happens can literally change and transform your life forever. There are things that happened in our 21 days last year that people still talk about. The things that happened during our mid-year fast, the three-day fast that we did, that people still talk about. Why? Because there is power in prayer. And when people come with hunger, exercising faith, God has a place to do the miraculous. Can I hear an amen? amen. So I want to title my message today, Faith for the Supernatural. Faith for the Supernatural. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary uh, describes the supernatural as departing from what is usual or normal, especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature. Now, for a lot of people that don't see the word supernatural from spiritual eyes, will immediately think of the paranormal. You'll think of the Netflix show or the CW show that, that's, that's even going on right now of the paranormal, the supernatural, these guys chasing and, and fighting monsters and so on and so forth. So forever, the Western church has been so influenced by this idea of the supernatural being equated to paranormal that supernatural has always been a taboo word in the church. But supernatural was not a charismatic idea. Supernatural is not a Pentecostal idea. Supernatural is not a non-denominational idea. No, 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 it's not associated with a church or a denomination or an awakening. The supernatural is God's idea. Like if we study the Bible closely, a lot of examples of stuff that God orchestrates that is unusual or outside of normal understanding, especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature, are not one or two or a dozen, they are a ton. And we will not do justice to time if I went through the list of the supernatural in the Bible. In fact... The Bible is supernatural. Beginning with the creation where God created nothing and people have difficulty understanding that. So they say, oh, a big bang. Come on, am I talking to somebody? But that's what you call supernatural. The plagues that happened in Exodus or Isaac's conception uh, to, uh, to, to Abraham and to, to his wife, Sarah, who was way beyond their years of childbirth. Yet, in their old age, God looks at them and says, you will have a child. That, my friend, is supernatural. Someone say supernatural. supernatural. Or the angels blinding the sodomites. Or, the, or Lot's wife turning into salt. Who has ever heard of that because of disobedience, right? Or Moses standing in front of a burning bush that never goes to ruins. Or Moses... Moses' rod turning into a serpent in Exodus. Man, I'm just in Exodus and I can keep going on and on and on with every book of the Bible all the way to Revelation where the Bible talks about a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem descending from heaven above. Man, this is the supernatural. The Bible is filled with it. And although I can go chapters and chapters in different books talking about the supernatural all year, that's not what I'm going to do. But I want us to understand and open our eyes into understanding that the supernatural is not a taboo. It is very biblical and it is the will of God for us to see the miraculous, the wonderful, the amazing that God has in store for us because that is where the glory of God shines and Commission Church, may we open our eyes to the wonder that God is going to do this year only if we choose to walk in supernatural faith. Can I hear an amen? First Kings chapter 17, I'll give you a backdrop. This prophet called Elijah, a, God, a man that God has appointed, has declared that the land is going to go through drought for three and a half years. And the reason for this, Jeff, is because the people are all over the place. 
There are these people that are worshiping this God called Baal. All right? It's, it's the God of the sky. Some worshiped Baal. Some worshiped the living God. And some people were like nowhere. Some people were it. They didn't believe anything. A majority was like, I'm not there. I'm not here. I'll do whatever you want me to do in what season you want me to do. They just didn't pick a side. It's like our culture. Some worship Jesus. Some were in between Jesus and new age and this and this and, and whatever meets the desires of my flesh. Because for a lot of us, it's rather be, we'd rather be led by the appetite of our flesh and just show up on Sunday mornings and do church for the sake of doing church. Like Prince said today, some, some of us are so used to doing church as a ritual, as a practice. But Elijah walks into the scene and says, God is not happy with what is going on over here. So he shuts up the sky. He says, you guys praying to Baal, the God of the sky that you think, I will show you who the real God is. And he says, the, shot, the sky is going to be shut. So God supernaturally provides for Elijah during the drought. He gives him food. He gives him water. And I want to make five remarks, five points about the supernatural this morning through the life of Elijah in 2 Kings chapter, 1 Kings chapter number 17. Are you ready? Here's point number one about the supernatural. The medium through which you experience the supernatural may shock you. The medium, the vessel through which God might expose the supernatural, introduce the supernatural to you, might shock you. In 1 Kings chapter number 17 and verse 4, the Bible says God, God is giving this instruction to Elijah when the drought is hit and says, you will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. I want you to listen to me close. The medium through which you experience the supernatural is oftentimes unsuspecting. It could be the way that you least expected to, for God to show up that God shows up. Am I talking to somebody? This is not new news. God sends ravens to feed him, like ravens. Someone say ravens. And why is this alarming? Because I'll tell you, the Bible has plenty of verses about this, but ravens were not usually known for bringing food to people, let alone their own kind. Like the, the Bible even talks about how the, the, the chicks of ravens or the baby ravens would be hungry and crying for food because these ravens have a tendency of not feeding their own. They care about their own bellies. So they will abandon the nest and go away for hours and eat for themselves and maybe bring back a few scraps here and there. And the Bible is full of verses where God says, I feed the ravens. I feed those chicks. I feed those babies because the mother. Like these are the ravens that God picks and God chooses to provide for Elijah. Come on, am I talking to somebody? The same prophet, the same man of God that God says, you trust me, I'll be your wallet, I'll be your purse, I'll take care of you, I'll be your finance, I'll be your credit card, you don't have to worry about anything. Man, God, nobody else, like not even a dove, not a pigeon, like a raven? You'd rather send me a vulture, Lord, to eat me up. Ravens devour what they get. But sometimes God's provision and the supernatural that we experience comes from the most unsuspecting of places and it will shock you. It will take you by surprise. But that is how God operates sometimes because the medium and the people and the stuff that God uses will be stuff that you're like, man, I never saw that coming. And that's where God gets his glory. I remember when I was in graduate school and I was, a, I was an, an international student from India and I was in my second semester and I didn't know if I was going to go through my semester because I didn't have the money to pay for my tuition. And I needed $4,000 and being an international student, you weren't on a payment plan or you didn't have student loans. You had to pay every penny that they wanted up front and without that, they would not let you continue into the semester. 
I still remember going into the registrar's office. I was in Bible college back then. I went to the registrar's office and I looked at her and said, Miss Francis, unfortunately, I got to drop out of school. And she said, why? I said, I don't have the money, Miss Francis, and you need the $4,000 today. And she looked at me and said, don't, don't drop out. I'll give you one more week and just pray. And she was a believer and she said, Ashish, I know you and I know the strength that you possess and I know the faith that you have. I want you to go and I want you to pray. And I was like, yeah, it's not happening, but you give me one week, I'm going to, this is $4,000, but I've never seen $4,000 in my entire life. So I go back and I'm like, Lord, please, Lord, Heather told me to pray, so I'm praying, Lord, can you please provide for me? But, but God sometimes, if he has a plan for you and says, I have a plan to bless you, I have a plan to prosper you, he, and I'm giving you the short, like the Cliff Notes version of the story, if you know what Cliff Notes is, like, like this is the short version, and, and, and it was a week from then, I had, I had a day left, and I go into the, to, to my mailbox to check my mail, I don't know why, I, I never get, I used to get mail, but that day, I went in my mailbox, looked in my mailbox, and there was an envelope there from somebody that I did not even know. And I said, who is this person? And I opened the mail, the mail and inside that was a check and a note. And the note said, Pastor Oshish, take this check and cash it today. I want my sleep back. I said, what? And it was 4,000. I cannot even make this up. I can't make this up. Like, it was $4,000 to the T, and this woman who was in a church that I ministered at a week before that in Detroit, Michigan, sent me a check in the mail because she got a bonus for the year, right? She was a nurse. She got a bonus for the year, and, and God looked at her and said, yeah, you're not using it. It's not going into your savings. Give it to Oshish. And she goes, who Oshish? And God said, the man who I used to prophesy to you that you will start a business next year. And, and she said, well, I don't have a business. She said, do it by faith. I, and I want to encourage you today. I'm not a prosperity preacher by any means, and you know me. But that day what happened completely changed my mind about the supernatural provision of God. And she looked at me and said, Pastor, I said no to God. I said, no, I am not giving my hard-earned money to a man that I hardly know that prophesied something that may or may not come true. And she said, ever since I told God that, I haven't slept. So pastor, take this money from me. I need my sleep back. I said, I'll cash it today. I have no problem, sister. I hope that you sleep well tonight. And she did sleep well tonight, that night. I'm telling you this, sometimes you, you, you never refuse help from someone that wants to help you. I want to remind somebody that today. Like pride is the biggest reason we don't experience the supernatural. The greatest blessings may come from the most unexpected places and the unexpected people. Now that brings me to the next point. Anyone, you know, I want to talk about this places part of it, but anyone get a blessing from an unexpected place? The Lord tells Elijah, the next part is this. He tells Elijah the location of the provision. Like God is super accurate. And he says, I'm going to supernatural. Like you think ravens bringing you food was supernatural? Like Elijah's like, I've seen everything I have to see. And God's like, just wait. I'm going to blow your mind. The Lord told him where he should go. He says, go into this ravine. And I, want to, I just want to clarify what this ravine means. Ravine means cut off. That's what exactly the word ravine means. Like cut off. Nobody ever went there. Like God protected him in that place because the, the king wouldn't find him. The king that was supposed to kill him won't find him. And he was safe. And he's like, God, I'm, I'm here. But, but like this unsuspecting of places. Like the first thing is this. One, the medium may shock you. The second point is this. The location may shock you. I want to just park here for a second. The location you encounter the supernatural will be the most unsuspecting of places. Sometimes blessings come in unexpected forms or places and it's easy to miss them because we aren't intentionally looking for them. We look at certain places and we're like, that can't be it. That's too dirty. That's, that's, that doesn't come up to my standards. That's not the job. That's not the opportunity. That's not the person that God is bringing into my life. Like, that's not the girl. That's, that's not the height that I, I asked God for. I asked for a six, you know, foot, four-inch guy with, you know, 
tall, dark, uh, curly hair, and, 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 and that's not him. He's like 6'1". And you're like four foot nine, you know, and, and you're like, just kidding, just kidding. But I'm, 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 I'm like, like sometimes we got to understand that when God brings you to certain places, God looks at you and says, it's something that you probably don't even expect, but the supernatural comes in places like that. And the Bible says this, the ravens will meet you there. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Like, that's the place the ravens know where to come, and they will meet you there. And my question this morning is, do you know you're there? I want you to just, just, just listen in so carefully. Like, we are busy wasting time pursuing things when things are already assigned to you there. Like we get caught up in more money and promotions and, and, and looking for a wife or, or looking for success and, and all of this glorious stuff where you just have to find your there. You just have to arrive at the location. You just got to go north. You just got to look at the compass and say, God, where is your will taking me? That is where I want to be. That's what the Bible says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you, which means I just want to seek your will. And I know in my heart that if I am there, if I am, someone say there. If I am there, I know that I will meet you and I will meet your will over there. Like, let's stop getting caught up in this mess. You just have to find you're there. Like, this is why you have this hunger. Like, you have to have this hunger for there. You have to ask God, God, where is my there? Like, the wise men, God looked at them and said, man, the only thing you need to know, you have the promise and you have the star. You follow the promise and you follow, come on, am I talking to somebody? Follow the star to get, get, get to your there. This is good. Like, like they followed what was written. They went by what the promises were and they said, all I got to do is follow like hunger for the word, hunger for obedience, hunger to say, God, what are you telling me in this season? Where are you telling me to go? Where are you telling me to park? Where are you telling me to pause? Where are you telling me to walk? Where are you telling me to go? Where are you, who are you telling me to talk to? Who are you telling me to close my doors to? Who are you telling me to open my doors to? Obedience to God's word is critical in seeing the supernatural from God. So he says, go there. Someone say there. The media may shock you. The location may shock you. And three, don't memorialize the supernatural. Don't be tempted to memorialize the supernatural. See, we have this tendency to idolize the supernatural. What do I mean by that? When we see one supernatural, man, we harp on that forever. When God does something amazing and beautiful and phenomenal in our lives, and he did it in 2023, it's 2024, and I'm still talking about it. He, still, he did it in 2013, and we're still talking about it. 11, come on, am I talking to somebody? Because that was significant. We have parked our testimony in 2013. Like, I still talk about it. I won a, uh, 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 and some of y'all have heard me say this, I won a ping pong competition back when I was in middle school. And I still talk to people about it and say, I'm good at ping pong. I won a tournament back when I was in middle school. <laughs> Bro, what you win this year? Nothing. Resist the temptation to settle for one encounter of the supernatural. Just because God did it yesterday, don't just harp on that and say, that, I'm good with that. But, but, but that gives you motivation. The Bible says the brook dries up. Can I talk to some? I want to just pause there real quick. Stop crying about brooks that dry up. Ooh, some of you all are not going to like this. God remo removes you from places that have nothing left to offer you because it has nothing to offer you. Some of you all are standing near brooks that have run dry and you are praying for water to come. God's like, it's run dry, bro. You got to move on. God's taking you to the next place. 
He closes doors because there ain't no rain that's going to come and it's not going to fill it in. There's a drought and he wants you to open your eyes. He wants you to understand. He closes doors because it ain't going to rain no more. And for someone that lives in the supernatural, it's easy to trust God in opening another supernatural door. But for somebody that doesn't live in the supernatural, you want to hold on to that supernatural for as long as you can because you're like, I don't know when it's going to happen next. So we have this tendency to hold on to the supernatural. I'm going to talk about this raven for the rest of my life. I'm going to talk about this brook, but, but God says, no, 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 the brook has run dry. The place, the per- all that's great. But in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 to 16, the Bible says, 8 to 9, the Bible says this, then the word of the Lord came to him, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. Now get ready, bro. I'm going to hit you with supernatural over... You ready for this? Because this is going to change your understanding about faith altogether. All right? He says, arise. Someone say, "Arise." arise. And he says, go and dwell. Don't pass through. I want you to make plans to pitch a tent, and I want you to make plans to stay there for a while. Come on, Lord, I just don't know anybody. And, and man, okay, well, you said widow? Maybe, maybe she's a rich widow. Maybe she has a good amount of money and, you know, I can, you know, I can live off her for a little bit. Okay, thank you, Lord, for provision. You, you're in for a surprise, bro. He says, dwell there. No address, no mile marker. No, hey, it's going to be a bungalow. You're going to have your own room. You're going to have meals. It's a just go and trust me. Like there's this widow that was waiting by the gate gathering sticks and Elijah shows up and was like, sis, you the one? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Right? She's gathering sticks for this fire and the rest of the passage. Can I read the rest of this passage with you? Now, now listen in, okay? Now, now if you don't listen in, you're not going to see the story. So verse 10, so he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in, prepare it for myself and my son, and we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make something for yourself and for your son. Oh, treat me as royalty before, you have nothing, but hey, look at me, Elijah, feed me, verse 14, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Boom! Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. This, this is good, y'all. Verse 14. Verse 14 starts with this. I'm just going to pause there because it caught me while I was preparing for this message. I, gotta, I said, I got to talk about this. All right, let me get this off my chest. The Bible says, for thus says the Lord... The word of the Lord came to him. Can I talk about prophecy real quick? Like back in the Old Testament, like you needed prophets. You needed people that would communicate God's word because not everybody was on the same level. They didn't have this communication with God, right? The spirit of God came upon people and they had a task. They had an anointing that came upon them and they would convey a word. In the New Testament, the cross made a way for the Holy Spirit to dwell inside anybody that says yes to Jesus. And because you and I have the Holy Spirit residing inside of us, you have the ability for God to speak to you. Do not discount yourself. Do not tell yourself that you can't hear from God. You have the ability. Like there are so many so-called prophets that will manipulate you and that, 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 that you need to hear from or they tell you that you need to hear from them and without them that you're not going to... No, 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 no. As believers, if you allow emotions to lead you, you won't hear the word of God. 
Like emotions have a way of disguising itself as the voice of God. Like the Old Testament people did not have a relationship with God as they should and they were distant from God. They sinned and they didn't position themselves to hear from God. And because of that, God didn't speak to them. He needed Moses and he needed Joshua and he needed Elijah and Elisha. But when you're not used to hearing the voice of God, you can't differentiate between your emotions and the voice of God. Come on, am I talking to somebody? That's why when Samuel, Samuel had to hear from God, he was detached from society, brought into the temple so he could be conditioned to allow his ears to hear from God. And Eli had to look at him and say, hey, listen. It's important to listen. Deception comes through people claiming titles in the church. The Bible actually talks, talks about false prophets and says, they will come in my name and I didn't send them is what God is saying. You have a bunch of people that say, God sent me to do this. God told me to do this. Be careful who you allow to pray over you. Be careful who you allow to prophesy over you. If you are not under their godly authority and God has not spoken to you to be under their godly authority, discern the spirits is what the Bible says. But God has given you and I the ability to understand. I got that off my chest, but here's we go. All right, now, now, now coming back to this passage, right? Verse 10, the Bible says he arose. Someone say arose. And he went to Zarephath. Previously, in verse number nine, he said, behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. Now, I don't know if you find this pretty crazy. But the word, I have commanded a widow to provide for you, like he commanded a widow to feed the prophet. But you know what the problem with that is? There's no indication for that anywhere. That's my problem with that, Rebecca, that the woman indicates it too. The woman seemed unaware of the command. The woman tells him, I don't care who you are, boy. I don't have food for you. I'm about to die. Am I talking to somebody? Like there's no indication that she, because she was alarmed. She was surprised that this man would come and he's like, bro, like you might be sent by God, but this is fresh news. And I took a second to understand what that means. I have commanded a widow. The word commanded over there wasn't God revealing to the widow, hey, there's a man coming, you better feed him. That didn't happen. But the word commanded there is the meaning ordain or to appoint. Now listen carefully. Someone say ordain or appoint. Sometimes God did not probably speak to you personally, but probably God appointed and ordained you to be a blessing to somebody. Ordained you and appointed somebody to be a blessing to you. Like you have no idea, they have no idea, but God in his divine mercy, what you call coincidence, God says, I have ordained. Come on, am I, mm. Stop calling things coincidence. It's not, oh, what a coincidence. No, God orchestrated and ordained and he orders the steps of the righteous is what the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and verse 5. This exact word, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Same word. In Psalms 139, verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Can I tell you something this morning? There is a you that God wants this version of you to meet. There is a you that God wants this version of you to meet. And, and today, I don't know, like, like, this is, this is good because there's this whole different person, but you won't encounter that you unless you allow yourself to walk in the supernatural. Unless you allow yourself to understand that unless you exercise faith and you say, I'm, I'm willing to go there, Lord. I'm willing to go and ask you, God, where you want me to go, who you want me to talk to. Like the enemy doesn't want you to know that you. The real you is a threat to the devil. Jesus for 30 years was undercover. You remember that? 30th year, God, his father, propels him into ministry. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible actually says that when Jesus went to his hometown, they were offended by him. Why? Because bro was with them for 30 years and he went to their funerals and he went to their mother-in-law's houses when they were sick and had fevers and he saw people suffering and for 30 years, bro didn't do nothing. But all of a sudden, three, like, like when, when he turns 30, you're, and, and they were offended because they were like, where were you? 
now you want to be the truth and you want to be the life and you want to be all that you were claiming to be. But where were you when, when we really needed you? You were at mama's funeral, but you didn't raise her up, but you raised that girl up from the dead. They were super offended. I want us to, I, this, this, if this kind of gets in, we will understand the depth of this. The you that God was creating Jesus to be was this you that people didn't encounter, but God says, that is the you that I'm going to use. I want this to be drilled into us. Like he looks at this woman and says, please, please bring me a little water. Verse 11, as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread as well. Come on, my tongue to somebody. She says, yo, we don't have enough. Like she's about to encounter the supernatural, but the present and the past isn't going to make that easy. I'm about to get into the next dimension. Listen up. This is for so many of you sitting over here. Some of you all don't have the strength within you because some of us are on the verge of giving up. If you haven't been listening so far, please listen to this part of this. This is important. Verse 12, she looks at him and says, man, I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug and now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go and prepare for myself and my son that we might eat and I know we're going to die. They had nothing. They were famished. You know what the sun represents? The sun represents the things God has birthed through you. Some of y'all are that widow. For some of y'all, that sun with you is that business venture. For some of y'all, that sun with you is, is that business or that dream or that vision or those projects or those aspirations or those children that you want to have. And it's hanging by a thread. It's the only thing that I have left. Now listen carefully. I've lost my husband already. I know what grief is. I know what loss is. She's used to losing stuff. Brings me to my next point. One, the medium may shock you. Two, the location may shock you. Three, don't memorialize the supernatural. Four, disappointments can hinder expectation. Don't allow the disappointment of yesterday to hinder the expectation of the supernatural. Don't allow the setbacks of yesterday, the losses of yesterday, the tears of yesterday, the experiences of yesterday, the people of yesterday, that ex-husband or the ex-wife or the people that disowned you and the people that rejected you, the people that put you down, the people that spoke down to you, the people that outright looked at you and said, no good is going to come out of you. Look at them and say, you have no final say in my life. Walking in the supernatural is so hard when you have already walked through loss. Why? Because many of us are more familiar with disappointment and loss than we are with the supernatural. I want to pause here for a second because this is so real. So many of us are more familiar with brokenness and being hurt and being in pain and being in sorrow than we've experienced the supernatural. Yeah, I heard that it happened to them and them and them and them. But no, pain is more relevant to me than the supernatural has been relevant to me. And that's why some of us are holding on to the supernatural of 2016. You have so, you, you, Elijah, it's easy for you because, man, you have one supernatural and then the next supernatural and then you walk on the next supernatural. I guess you were just made for supernaturals. But not all of us are cut of the same cloth. Like, I don't know if this is making sense to some of us because disappointment feels more like home than victory and the supernatural should. The idea of being disappointed again feels more at home than having a testimony. And here's a woman that is in famine and one circumstance after another circumstance. One disappointment after another disappointment. They're hanging on for dear life. And there's this little boy that is holding on to her, waiting for her to come back home to cook him a meal because he's famished, bones showing. And there's a man that shows up and said, no, give me first before you give that boy. Think about what this woman is walking through. Here comes another disappointment disguised as God. In the midst of hopelessness, God's word will change everything. See, but here's the beauty of it. 
with every supernatural step of faith that God asks you to take, he also gives you a promise. He says, do this darnest thing I'm asking you to do, but if you do it, here's the promise. Until this famine is over, I assure you, because of obedience, because you listen to the word, this word will ignite a faith within you that can stir up a supernatural faith that can release a supernatural blessing, that can release a supernatural, come on, am I talking to somebody? And he says, until this drought is over, bread will not run out in your house. Come on, somebody. Like, you will not have to suffer. You will not want because I am Jehovah Jireh and I am a God. All I'm asking you for is faith and not looking at your previous disappointment and looking forward, but looking forward with anticipation that says if God promised it, he will give it to me and I'm going to hold on with every ounce of energy that I have left because my God is not a God that he should lie. The medium may shock you. The location may shock you. Don't memorialize the supernatural. Disappointments can hinder expectation. And this is my last point. The supernatural begins and ends with my yes. This is a non-negotiable, Angela. It begins and ends with my yes. Not with mom's prayers, not with dad's prayers, not with my neighbor's blessings, not with prayers be with you, you are my thoughts. No, 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 no. It begins with my obedience. My willingness to step out of my comfort zone. Do you want the Jordan to part? Step into it. You want the Red Sea to part? Strike it. Come on, am I talking to somebody today? Like there is action involved in faith. You can't just sit back and expect the supernatural to happen. Some people need to get out of your comfort zones and say, I got to do some stuff. I got to fast. I got to pray. I got to intercede. I understand disappointments have happened. I understand the rejection. I understand one after the other. I understand the loss. But woman, I want to assure you that your day is coming where the morning may last for the night, but the joy cometh in the morning. That is the obedience that God is asking her to adopt and embrace. And Elijah says, do not fear. That is the beginning of everything that follows. Don't fear. Just trust. Can somebody this morning say, God, I refuse to fear in 2024? You know what her obedience involved? Her obedience involved sacrifice. This little that I'm about to sacrifice, this little that I'm about to give up, this little pain that I'm about to endure, sometimes the thing that propels you to victory is the least assuming step that you have to take. But when you lean into obedience, you will quickly realize that the same thing you were looking for was, was looking for you and looking right at you. I'm going to say that again. When you lean into obedience, you will quickly realize that the same thing you were looking for was looking right at you the whole time. That's why the Bible says, your word is a lamp to my feet. Your instruction, your word, direct my path. Show me where to go. Show me what to do. Stop chasing somebody else's there. Like that's what we're so obsessed with. I want to chase his there. Worship team, you guys can get ready. I want to chase her there and his there and that family's there. We're just keeping up with the Joneses, man. And, and, and we're like just so super envious of what other people have. And, and God's like in 2024, focus on your there. Like I have plans for you. Focus on your there. These next 21 days, it's time of intercession. Focus on your there. Focus on your battle. Focus on your victories. Stop placing the supernatural out of reach. God can and God will. I want you to take these five points into this new year. The medium of the supernatural may shock you. The location of the supernatural may shock you. Stop memorializing supernatural occurrences. Disappointments can hinder expectation and the supernatural begins and ends with my yes. Here's the thing. Your yes is really important to somebody else's yes. 
get this, get this, because if Elijah didn't say yes to any of those things that he was asked to do by God, this woman who thought she was about to die would not have had the opportunity to say a yes. And so many of us, dreams die every single day. Our kids' dreams are dying a death. The generations that we may never see is dying a death because of your no. We all know what happened in the Garden of Eden. What could have been a yes turned into a no and because of that, the spiral of events that caused a no. The result of a no is just ginormous. The result of a yes is so influential and it is so life-changing. Your yes today can be somebody else's yes tomorrow. Your yes, God, and use me, God, and I will follow God can be somebody else's motivation to take you into the next season. Without your knowledge, Alan, your yes is connected to Richard's yes. You have no idea about it. When you say yes to the Lord, when he says, hey, call that person and check up on them, your yes is critical to their healing, to their breakthrough, to their deliverance, to their discipleship, to them getting baptized, to them getting to know Jesus. Today, if you don't know Jesus closely, I want to remind you that my Jesus is a Jesus that is a supernatural Jesus. He is a God of the supernatural. He's a God of the impossible. And no matter what you're going through in life today, there's nothing my God cannot do for you. And if you are not, if you don't have a relationship with God and, and you've probably had a religious experience but never had a personal relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you in. Because your yes can make a world of a difference to your kids, to your grandkids, to your life, to your future, to whatever you're going through in your life. Would you stand up to your feet with me all over this place? I want to declare over your lives that 2024 is the year of the supernatural. Whatever you're praying about, whatever that God is leading you to in this season, I declare that over you. I declare that over your family. I declare that over your job. I declare that over your medical condition. That situation that you're walking through, it will not have the final say. It won't in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're just going to press in and just pray. Would you be okay? Would, I know we're past a minute or two after our closing time, but I just want to pray for just a few minutes. I'll dismiss in just a few minutes and those of y'all who want to stay back and spend some time in worship and prayer, you're welcome to. I'll be here to pray for some people. I'm going to ask Eric and Rebecca to help me with prayer as well. But I want us to just focus in right now. I want us to just look to the Lord and I don't know what you are asking God for a supernatural breakthrough about. I'm praying for your children. I'm praying for you. Jasmine's at home watching right now and she has sciatica. She has back pain. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Earlier this week, it was funny because yesterday, Jasmine told Sonia she had sciatica. And earlier this week, I was spending some time in prayer and God told me, hey, you're going to be praying for somebody that has sciatica and they're going to be watching online. And, 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 and Sonia just told me this. And this morning, Jasmine messaged me and I was like, sis, God told me about this and God is healing you. And if he said it, there's purpose behind it. So Jazz, in the name of Jesus, you're being healed. In the name of Jesus, the power of God that is, that, is, that is there to heal, that is there to set free, right now in this place, whatever it is that you're praying for a breakthrough on, right now, come on. Exercise faith. Exercise faith. I want you to lift up your hands all over this place. If this message was for you, and I just want you to lift both your hands like this and surrender. Just lightly lift your hands up. I'm going to pray all over this place for you, for your needs, whatever you're praying over, whatever you're praying for, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, over every person in this room, every individual, the pain of yesterday, the suffering of yesterday, the torment of yesterday, the deception of yesterday, the rejection of yesterday, 
the illness and the sickness and the life-threatening disease, the autoimmune disease in the name of Jesus, right now, in the name and by the power of Jesus, I rebuke and I break that chain in Jesus' name right now. Father, I pray for healing. I pray for breakthrough all over this place. I feel a release happening. I feel a breaking happening in the name and by the power of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it. If you're watching online and you are experiencing something, I want you to pray over that condition. I want you to pray over that situation. In the name of Jesus, hunger. Somebody say, God, give me hunger today. Hunger today, hunger. Give me hunger today. 2024, I pray, will be the year that you will know God deeper. If you are standing over here, and if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, if you have never said, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior, I want you to make that commitment today, right now. If you've never been baptized before, I want you to make that commitment today. Come meet me after service. That's your next step is to be baptized in water as an adult. And I want to pray over you today. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, I'm going to give you a chance right now. Right now. Just put your hand over your chest and I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you because you are a supernatural God. Thank you for dying on the cross and doing the supernatural by raising up from the dead. Thank you because you are my Lord. Thank you for washing my sins. I am a sinner in need of grace, in need of love. Thank you for dying for my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Hey, if you said that prayer today, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Church, would you put your hands together and just welcome those who joined the kingdom of God and who said yes to Jesus. Your yes is going to make an eternal difference. Father, I bless each and every person in this room. I bless them, I bless them, I bless them. And they're coming in and they're going out. This week will be a week of blessing in their lives. We thank you for what you've done. Thank you for this word that you've spoken to us. Thank you for the healings that have happened in this place. Thank you for the breakthrough that has happened. Thank you because you're a prayer answering God. Thank you because you're a faithful God. Church, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May He lift your count, His countenance, your direction. May give you peace that passeth all understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Thank you for listening. We love bringing you the Word on so many different platforms. We are so thankful for what God is doing in and through us. We'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you.